0: Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Join you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for making this a part of your morning routines. It is very much appreciated. And I hope that you've had a really good week so far and that you're ready for a weekend of some football. There's a cup going on. It does affect Arsenal because if Manchester City indeed do win their game in the FA Cup final against Manchester United, Arsenal will be involved in the uh, Community Shields, which takes place in the first weekend before the new season starts. So that's something to think about. Um, I don't really want Manchester United winning anyway. So there's a double benefit. Um, So you know, frustratingly, we will have to get behind Man City, I suppose, and uh, and hope that Man City can uh, stop Manchester United from having probably a better season than Arsenal if they were to pick up two trophies. Let's be honest, um, the, the Arab Cup is not necessarily the same. For me, in terms of, you know, I wouldn't trade Man United season for Arsenal's if they didn't win the FA Cup. If they did win the FA Cup, it's difficult to say that two trophies in a campaign isn't obviously a very, very good season because it it is, um, especially if you beat City in the final. So, City to win the FA Cup tomorrow, please. Uh, Good morning to those joining us live in the chat box today. Thank you so much for doing so. Peter, or PJ rather, uh, Johnny, good morning to you, to Blackshine, to Olu, to Paul, to uh, Steve, Kaiser, Morgie, Marcus, Sessan, Wilson, Martin, Morgie. Uh Temi, uh we've got NSW, Wellness with Wallace, uh, Stevie, Steve field uh, we've got Stephen, Amira, Steve, Granddaddy Guna, Mr. SNLO, Carlton, Dave, Lars, Blackshine, plenty more of you guys as well. Thank you so much. As always, uh, I really appreciate everybody that always does indeed tune in and drops a like on the video. It takes you one second, just just press it right now. Do, do it this second, just press that button. That's all you need to do. I need to get one of those gifts that Sophie's got. Not a Vinny, because that would be copyright, obviously, but I need like a, a button where I can just press it. Um, but yes, uh, let's let's crack on with today's news. Uh, first of all, Christopher says, Tom, when is the game at Molyneux today? Am I playing? I'm not playing. I've made the decision to not play. Reason being is I'm injured and it sucks because I was really looking forward to playing at Molyneux today and uh, I wish the best of luck to everybody that's involved in the charity match, but... I can't commit to a seven-hour round trip, especially depending on the traffic today. It was even more than that. It was looking at nine hours when I am feeling utterly broken. My groin in particular is, is, is not in a good place um, and I would have been absolutely no help at all and probably done myself some damage. So I've taken the difficult but very Arsenal decision um, to take myself away, uh, and I am certainly, yes, Christopher, injury-prone, as they say, which is a shame, but uh, it is going to give me time today uh, to edit the footage from the Emirates on Wednesday, so I'm hoping to release all of the Emirates footage um, this afternoon slash evening in a kind of A video altogether. So, yeah, hopefully I can get that to you guys today, uh, if indeed I get through all the editing of it. Um, But uh, let's crack on with today's stories. First of all, yesterday we recorded our uh, Ivan Fresnader tactical breakdown show. Um, I was joined by Curran from Ball Over Passion to talk about the Spanish fullback, who has been linked quite significantly with Arsenal. We found out all about who he is as a player, what his strengths are, his weaknesses, how he compares, the likes of Raul Cancelo, Timothy Castagna, Ben White. Um, So if you've not yet given that a watch, please do. If you listen to these shows on audio platforms, just be aware that the Tactical Breakdown shows are YouTube only because there's a lot of visual stuff going on. I always like to remind you of that. So do make sure you hop over to the YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube as well. And of course, also um get involved i'm just seeing in the chat box the tom yasu yes yes i am tom yasu i am as injury prone as that man and uh you know we share so much in common like footballing ability um Balligan and austin trustee have been called up for the u.s men's national team this is of course the first time um, that Balogun has indeed been called up, which is fantastic. Matt Turner also involved as well. He'll be uh, the U.S. men's national Team starting goalkeeper as well. We've got the CONCACAF Nations League training camp roster. Um, but Balogun's involved in that. There's a, obviously the, the likes of Christian Pulisic, Tim Weyer, people that we're expecting to see, as always, Sergino Dest, uh, we've got, uh, Luca della Torre. We've got Weston McKennie, Eunice Musa. No Tyler Adams. Uh, no Brendan Aronson from the looks of things either. Um, oh no, he is there. Sorry. He's amongst the forwards, but no Tyler Adams. He's still injured, but, um, I was looking for him in the midfielders. I don't know why he's down as a forward. Very strange, but, uh, yeah, that's going to be very interesting to see how Balogun gets on and links of course to a potential exit always, uh, out in the open. And we are expecting, I imagine, Balogun to leave the club this summer. So, let's wait and see. Now, Aston Villa uh, are said to be ready to rival Newcastle United for Kieran Tierney uh, during this summer transfer. window. that's according to the Times. They suggest that Villa are very interested. Unai Emery, of course, formerly coached Kieran Tierney at Arsenal and is very keen to try and sign the Scottish International up to a permanent contract. Arsenal are willing to listen to offers above £30 million, but will hope for a bidding war to ensue, uh, in which case that would certainly raise the price tag for the Scotsman and then Arsenal would be able to get a much, much better fee. So fingers crossed, let's keep those fingers crossed that that is indeed going to be the case. So Aston Villa. Uh, very much so in the frame for Kieran Tien and Arsenal will hope to get a significant bid from either or perhaps even more teams than involved than we already know about. Now, uh, Jral Cancelo, according to Maximilian Koch, who is a German football uh, journalist specialising in Bayern Munich, has said that he does not want to stay in England. Instead, Jral Cancelo wants to move abroad somewhere uh, we talked yesterday on the Tactical Breakdown show about how Real Madrid, of course, look to be the most obvious destination for Joao Cancelo. They do need a full-back to be added to the squad this summer with you know, Camavinga playing a lot at left-back this season. They could do with uh, a Cancelo who can play on either side and add so much depth and quality to that team. But uh, if Arsenal are interested, it doesn't seem like they're going to get lucky in this case because it seems that Cancelo does not want to remain uh, in the Premier League and instead will be looking for a move as he moves into the twilight years of his career elsewhere with Real Madrid, I think, an obvious candidate. Now, according to David Ormstein, Marco Asensio has been linked with Arsenal relatively significantly, is set to join PSG this summer. Now, I think that this deal in particular is probably one of the biggest ITK exposure stories That we've seen, if you are following a number of ITK accounts on social media, a number of them have claimed that Arsenal um, have been in talks with Asensio. Whilst Arsenal have had interest in Asensio, as far as I've been aware it's not really gone too much past that. Um, And so the deal that has now supposedly been done, according to the very accurate and reliable David Ornstein, I think has exposed a lot of suggestions that Arsenal were in talks when in fact there weren't talks going on at all. To the best of my knowledge, Uh, Asensio now set to join PSG this summer. And uh, I just hope that this isn't a Julian Draxler type deal for PSG or a Hesse um, deal, or I'm trying to think of another example. Just players that have gone to PSG, been in depth for that front three and never really. Sarabia, another one. Um, I really hope it turns out a lot better than the previous iterations of Spanish players going to, to PSG, which hasn't necessarily worked out anywhere near as successfully as they'd like. Now, moving into our penultimate story, Arsenal is said to be in the driving seats uh, for Declan Rice. Clara and Hugh, who are a uh, well-connected, West Ham websites looking at lots of different uh, avenues to do with West Ham uh, have reported that sources on their end claim that Arsenal indeed are very much leading the race and that it's unlikely that Chelsea would say rival them Maurizio Pochettino not that keen it seems the two teams that would be a problem it seems at this moment in time would be Manchester United or Manchester City if both of them were to come in for the player Bayern Munich not said to be too much of a problem we talked about that in yesterday's show Declan Rice's priority is to stay uh, in England um and Arsenal will hope to take advantage of that we will I imagine continue to get these little tidbits of stories around Declan Rice uh until the end of kind of the the conference league final and that's when we'll really start to see the the stories surrounding Declan Rice uh increase significantly because we know as soon as that Conference League final is done, Arsenal are going to move aggressively and hope to sign Declan Rice relatively quickly. So we can hope that this happens, but... Uh, until then we're gonna to have to make do of I think these stories continuously speculating around Rice's future but nothing is going to be decided until after that conference league final next week Chelsea meanwhile in our headline story are said to look to attack the Caicedo situation in the next few days says Fabrizio Romano despite their interest in Manuel Agate of Sporting Lisbon who is also of big interest to a number of clubs on the continent including PSG uh, also Liverpool interest in the Uruguayan midfielder um it is said that Chelsea will indeed move for Moises Caicedo so if Arsenal do want to get their Ecuadorian starlet uh, through the doors this summer it seems they're going to have to make a move relatively quickly uh, now whilst they can't move for Declan Rice at this moment in time because of the uh, conference league final there isn't anything necessarily stopping them for moving uh, for Caicedo um Depending on the player situation, if his agents are open to talks right now, he could be on holiday after the end of the season. We'll have to wait and see. What I would say is that we're about to see a very interesting turn of events this summer with Brighton. Brighton, as we know, said were supposedly insulted by Arsenal's bids uh, in January, and yet have themselves just had a bid of thirty million pounds for Levi Colwell rejected by Chelsea. So, uh, getting a taste of their own medicine, are Brighton. Um, who are not aware of what Chelsea would be looking to get for Levi Colwell. So let's wait and see what happens there uh, and through the rest of the window regarding Brighton. A side that I really used to like, but it's just things have happened. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of Brighton anymore um, that have just led to that, which is a real shame. But uh, individuals around that club have made it a little bit trickier to enjoy um, what they've done as a club, let's say that. Anyway, that completes part one. Let's move to part two and your questions right after this. Okay, Uh, let's jump into the chat box then and tackle some of the questions. Um, Let's go to Yomi. says, why sign Declan Rice when we can play Rob Holding at defensive midfield? Oh, Yomi. (laughs) Very, very good indeed. Uh, Josh, sorry, says, Tom, now Arsenal have Champions League and have raised expectations. Do you really think KSE will support Mikel Arteta and Edu and do what is really needed? I think the transfer work needed is too much to compete on four fronts. I think that the expectation that Arsenal will compete on four fronts next season is fanciful. For me, Arsenal should be looking to compete on three, uh, the league, the champions league and the FA cup, the league cup to me, I'm genuinely, I've really become quite disillusioned with the league cup. I know that it's very easy for people to jump on your back about that and say, it's a piece of silverware, you know, you can't disregard it. But at the end of the day, if, sacrificing one of those three fronts means that Arsenal can progress further in the Premier League can be better in those other two cup competitions it's so so worth it it's and honestly it's an opportunity to play the kids in the League Cup I think that, that it's absolutely the area where I'll be using the likes of Lino Souza, Ethan Nguanieri, Mario Koja-Dubri giving them opportunities to play in that tournament because it's just become so commercialized and I get the idea of winning that tournament early in the season gives you a bit of a boost moving forwards and but I, it's it's just not a tournament that I necessarily am that wildly keen on. Like, I'd rather qualify for the Champions League than win the League Cup, personally. Um, make it that what you will. But the other three competitions, we need to make sure, Jashar, that we're adding about five or six players of good quality this summer so that we have enough to compete in the FA Cup, in the League and in the Champions League as well. Uh, Mag- uh Shinyo uh, says uh, Fab and Orney uh, have linked us to attacking eights as well as Rice are we sure that we want Caicedo I see us getting Rice and Madison instead as far as I'm aware that yes Arsenal want both Rice and Caicedo whether they're able to do that we'll have to wait and see um, but uh, it's it's going to be very very difficult for Arsenal to afford both of those and then move for Madison and then move for a fullback and then move for another player it's going to be tricky a left back potentially too so let's wait and see. But uh, yes, they do want both, uh, Maxinho. So uh, let's see if indeed they're able to uh, to get them. Uh, William says, Tom, it was nice to meet you at the Tollington after the last game. 8 a.m. in London is better than 8 a.m. 2 a.m. in Texas. I can imagine it is, William. It was an absolute pleasure to meet you too, my friend. And I hope you enjoyed your stay and your trip to London. Uh, Belage says, why would Caicedo want to go to Chelsea? He's already in Europe with Brighton and should aim higher and moving to a club like Chelsea is a football downgrade. What are your thoughts? money talks in football I'm afraid and if they're willing to offer him a significant amount of money he may be willing to take that I agree however that he should be aiming higher in terms of team playing in the Champions League and Arsenal certainly are that he's a big fan of Arsenal he likes Arsenal we'd be willing to move to Arsenal if Arsenal can come up with the right amount of money that Brighton would be willing to accept um let's go to Darren says Tom Bowie versus Fresneda. who's your choice and why I honestly like both players a lot, Darren. And I would be very happy to see either of those two players end up at Arsenal as the fullback signing this summer. I lean a little bit more towards Bowie at the moment. And that's not to say that I don't want Fresnader and, you know, the whole pancakes or waffles analogy coming out again. Just because you say you like waffles doesn't mean you don't like pancakes. I like both. They're great. You know, I probably need less pancakes in my life, to be honest, especially based upon how I feel after playing at the Emirates on Wednesday. But in terms of Sasha Bowie, I think I lean more towards him because he offers a little bit more in the final third. He's more refined in the final third. His pace is really good. Defensively, he's still really good. And, you know, he's really rated in a sense of, like, he's being called up for the under-21s France squad for the uh, Euros this summer. The only player outside of Europe's top five leagues to make that squad. Very highly rated. I think he's showing some really good promise. But if it was to be Fresneda, I'd be very happy with Fresneda as well. I think either of those two players would be... Very good options for Arsenal. Uh, Ian says, should questions be asked of Edu if we miss out on Rice, as that is another primary target that we would have missed out on. I've said, Ian, that I think if Arsenal miss out on Rice and Caicedo, I personally would be asking some questions because Arsenal can't be expected to compete in the Champions League, compete in the Premier League, if we are unable to get our primary targets. Arsenal are the most attractive as a club that they have ever been in the last 20-odd years. You know, since we last won the league, it's probably the last time we were the most attractive we've been. I think we're more attractive as a club now than when we got to the Champions League final in 2006. I think as a club, we are more attractive because if you think about that 2006 period, we just lost Vieira in 2005. A year later, Thierry Henry left after that um, disappointment in Paris. We were moving away from being at the top. You know We were already kind of scrapping in the top four. We weren't competing for the title anymore, but we got to that Champions League final. But now, Arsenal are on the up. You know, we're back in the Champions League. We competed for a title last season. Arsenal, for me, are the most attractive they've ever been. And we have to exploit that to our benefit. And if, Ed, if Edu can't get in those primary targets, I think, fair enough. Questions will be rightly asked. Um, let's go to Drew. Says, does uh, the repeated recycling of the Declan Rice news irritate just me Or is it everyone else as well? Uh, Drew? I think you're going to be in for a long summer, my friend, uh, because the news is going to be recycled and re-talked about. And obviously, we on the Arsenal News Show are going to be talking about all these links and continue talking about the links that are coming up. I try and sieve through them as much as I can to bring you as much kind of streamlined uh, as possible. I don't always talk about all the stories because some of them I have question marks about until I get some greater feeling about them. But... uh, Prepare for a long summer is what I'd say to you, Drew. <laughs> um, guaranteed gains says, I need some of them. Finally made a live show, Tom. Uh, do you think Emil Smith-Rowe has a big future at Arsenal? The club want to keep him. And if he can fulfil his potential, then absolutely he can have a big future at Arsenal. It's just about whether or not he can get the minutes to unlock that potential. And right now that's going to be a very, very, very big challenge. Uh, ben Nick's also asking about that Bowie-Fresnader question as well. Um, Let's go to Matt G says, just a thought. Do you think that you would be happier about our season overall if we were in a top four race all season and secured it on the final day instead of just missing out on winning? Um, I don't know. I I really enjoyed our season. You know, I, I have an element of disappointment because of how it ended and because of what happened at the end and because of what the promise of a potential league title brought to us. However, I feel as though I reflect upon the season. You know, the day after the season finished, would I have felt better about securing top four on the final day than I felt about a nothing game against uh, Wolves and how I felt? Yes, probably. You know, the day I felt after Nottingham Forest, for instance, compared to the day after securing top four, I probably would have felt better in the top four scenario. However, in reflection... Where I sit now and I look back on that season, I'm far more happier about our season because I know what this team is now capable of. I know what this manager is capable of achieving with a very young squad. And I know that if we add the players that we need to add, this team has got great potential. If you were looking at adding Rice, adding Caicedo, adding these players to a team that had just got fourth place, for instance, on the final day... I'd be saying next season, we need to try and make a push. You know, we were looking at establishing ourselves in the top four. We need to try and make sure that we're well inside the top four and progressing towards our goals of being a title challenger again. But we're a title challenger now because of the season that we had. And we need to build upon that and be a more effective title challenger next season and go as far as we can in the Champions League as well. We've seen Villarreal, RB Leipzig, Inter Milan this season. Teams that you wouldn't necessarily put down as favourites to get to a final or even a semi-final of the Champions League. And have reached those two stages, um, and have uh, you know I think Arsenal can absolutely go far in that tournament. But there are question marks about how Arsenal are in Europe under Arteta, and that's something that hopefully can be addressed next season. Um, Paul says, "Why is there so much speculation of who we will buy, given how we've been disappointed with players who we didn't get? Surely we would be better waiting." for the club to announce signings. Paul, if only it were that easy, mate. (laughs) If only it were that easy. Let's be honest. We all are obsessed with transfers. We love transfers. We love the speculation. We love the rumours. We love debating. We love talking. We love learning about players. We love speculating about who could join. We love, you know, giving it to our rivals when we're being linked with their players or might sign a player over them. We love it. We absolutely love it. And that's why this channel gets the most attention during the transfer windows. you know, and I'm very, very happy that you guys choose to tune in to listen to this channel and our conversations about the transfers. But if we just waited until they're announced on the website, we'd probably be a lot happier, a lot less stressed, you know, a lot less anxious about things, but we all know that that's not how this works. We all know that we are absolutely obsessed with transfers. Um, Let's scroll down a little bit. Um, Jonathan says, hey, Tom, do you know uh, whether we insert any clause uh, when we sold Dinos Mavropanos? He's looking good. Uh, yes, there was a sell-on clause inserted into that contract between 10 and 20%, as far as I'm aware. Um, no buyback clause, but there was sell-on clauses inserted into that deal um let's go to rev Says, hey tom do you think arsenal should go for ivan tony i think he would be a great addition in january and most importantly would bring something different to our attack no i don't i don't think we should sign ivan tony i didn't want ivan tony before all of the allegations that have now been um charted out of him charged and banned subsequently for those allegations that have been proven to supposedly have been taking place um i didn't want him before that I don't want him now I'm not a big fan of the way in which he's spoken about Brentford in the past I'm not a big fan of of that the allegation stuff the betting side of things you know that is a separate issue and I've talked about it on the channel before I'm just hopeful that he gets the help that he needs to you know tackle this addiction that uh, is there and um, it's as simple as that for me you know I'm not I haven't got any comments to make critically on the betting side of things because the man as has been reported, has this addiction. So I hope that he gets the help he gets. But no, I wouldn't sign him. And I chose, I'd made that decision before all of this stuff came out anyway. And I've not changed my opinion on that either. Uh, let's go to uh, Jean says, the abuse that the refs got after Sevilla Roma is insane. We are complaining about referees against us, rightly so, but how, uh, how to avoid the abuse the ref gets, how to get the balance of the criticism Right. Now, this obviously I can tell is is coming after the, um, the video that has gone viral yesterday of Anthony Taylor walking through, I believe it would have been, is it Budapest, I think, the Budapest airport, um, and being attacked. Now, in my opinion, this stems from the video that went out of Jose Mourinho um, basically saying he's an effing disgrace. So you've probably seen the video, he was, you know, stomping around the... The stadium afterwards found Anthony Taylor and was saying things to him. And that's sparked a hell of a lot. Now, personally, and I watched the final, I thought Anthony Taylor had a good game. Yes, there was a lot of yellow cards. Yes, it was frenetic. But I actually thought he had a good game as a referee. And I didn't come away from that game going, the referee spoiled this game. I didn't think that. I think that he managed it really well, actually. Um, that doesn't matter for people. You know, if you've lost the final, you want to find somewhere to blame. At the end of the day, Jose Mourinho's team should have been better. You know, they stunk the place out for most of that game, quite frankly. And Severe in the end were deserved winners of that final. Um, But Jose Mourinho and I agree with a lot of the criticism he's getting. Absolutely needs to have the book thrown at him in this case. I think should face a significant fine, potentially a touchline ban for a significant period of time. Because you can't, you can't do that. You can't incite that side of things. And you got to be aware that yes, he wasn't wanting to be filmed necessarily. I don't know. But uh, you can't act that way. And, and that video and that action has sparked that reaction, which, uh, let's be honest, Anthony Taylor's family was there and absolutely petrified, you know, and that is unacceptable. So referees are rightly criticised for a lot of the mistakes they've made this season. But criticism and abuse, and especially physical abuse, which was attempted on Anthony Taylor uh, yesterday and over over the period, of course, of, of the aftermath of that game, is completely unacceptable. So, yeah, that's kind of kind of my thoughts on that one. Um, let's go to Jasha. thank you so much for the donation. Tom, I disagree on the League Cup. It does really disrupt the momentum in the last 15 years, say so the league Cup winners have now gone on to win the Premier League the Champions League is a myth. Um, what are you disagreeing on? Um, the league Cup winners have gone on to win the Premier League and Champions League I think you know, Premier, the League Cup winners winning those competitions tended to be Manchester City, who are the best team and have the greatest depth as well. So I think that, yeah, sure, the winners of that competition have gone on to win the things, but tend to be that the team have won the League Cup that have also won the big competitions have got the most depth in their squads as well. Um, so we don't have that at the moment at all. So, yeah, Um we, we, don't, we don't have that depth. So until we add that depth and we've got that depth and we've established that we have it, I'm not as keen about the League Cup as, as maybe others are, and which is just my opinion. Um, let's go to... Fouad says, Tom, what did you make of the final episode of Ted Lasso? No spoilers. I'm not talking about the final episode of Ted Lasso at the moment because there will be a lot of people out there that have not yet watched it. And so I will not be talking about it um so uh but i appreciate your questions send me a dm if you want to know my thoughts uh all i'll say is very good i enjoyed it i enjoyed it a lot uh let's go to scrolling up in the chat because i know i've already missed some questions earlier on uh martin says questions may very well have been asked already but do you really believe they will be answered honestly if at all um I think this is probably in reference to Edu and if we miss out on our primary targets. Questions, people always say, and I've said it, you know, questions need to be asked. What that means is anyone's guess. What does it mean to say questions need to be asked? If Edu misses out on Declan Rice and Moises Corsado and we end up getting another really good central midfielder, You know, at the end of the day, we'll analyse the window at the end and say, did we get the players, the positions that we needed? Did we add the depth that we wanted? And if the answer to that is yes, then we've had a successful window. If we end up missing out on a midfielder, missing out on a fullback, missing out on a replacement for Kieran Tierney, missing out on a creative midfielder potentially, missing out maybe on a forward, depending on who leaves, then it's an absolute failure of a window. And so the questions that we'll ask is, there do the right man to lead us forwards? do I think he should be sacked? I don't, I won't know until we get to that point, you know, where he's either failed in the window or we've succeeded in the window. And then you have to find out why we failed. Why didn't we get those players? Why wasn't the money available? Why did we choose not to go for them, et cetera, et cetera. We can't do anything until that happens. It's not about making excuses. I know, honestly the word excuses is just one of the most overblown, overused, hater type words at these days. But, uh, at the end of the day, we will wait until the end of the window and we will assess what we've done. Um, I'm hopeful that we get the players in that we want, you know, and uh, we've certainly put in the work before the window's open to try and do that. So let's let's wait and see what happens. Um, let's go to... Melin says, Pepe is a better footballer than Fabio Vieira. Well, he's a lot older than Fabio Vieira, to be fair, and uh, he's been playing football a lot longer than him at the top level, a lot longer. Um, but there's all the... All the chance in the world that by the time Fabio Vieira reaches Pepe's age, he will be better um, than him. Uh, Olu says, hey, Tom, for next season, I prefer the League Cup. It's easier to win and gets wrapped up quickly. Going far shouldn't affect the end of season schedule. It may not affect the end of season schedule, but it might affect um, your hopes in the Champions League group at uh, the early stages of the knockouts and potentially um, your Premier League form in the mid-season, especially with... Uh, Uh, the Christmas schedule as well. Um, Let's go to Gunnarola. says, uh, thoughts on Liveramento as a right-back? Also, it's interesting that Brighton journalists aren't online insulting the club-slash-fans for a divisory Colville offer. Uh, (laughs) I know a lot of people got very wound up by some of the reporting that went on uh, around Caicedo, and that's fair enough. You're completely entitled to get wound up. i would be lying if I said I wasn't also a little bit bothered uh, about it as well. But um, I kind of move on at the end of the day. I don't, I don't need to apply as much energy in my life to being upset about it. Um, on Livramento, he's been out injured for a very long time. He's a talented player, but he's been out injured for a very long time. And it's very difficult to commit an amount of money and an investment in a player that has been out for that long without knowing how they might come back from that injury. So let's wait and see. And uh let's see indeed. LJ says, I actually disagree on that assertion regarding Vieira. I don't think that Vieira, based on this season performance, will even reach half of the capabilities Pepper had in his first season at Arsenal. LJ, I'm going basically on what I saw at Porto, you know, a player that got over 20 league goal contributions um and had a fantastic campaign. That's what I'm basing it on. And I think he's got the potential to to be better than what Pepper had for us. But he's got to he's got to apply it next season. It's a one more season and that's it it's the last chance that he gets um let's go to Andrew says hey Tom if we can raise 300 million we can get Victor or Rasmus uh Victor Ozzyman and Victor Rasmus Ho- uh, Hoyland plus Diaby and Cancelo and keep our players apart from Rob Hardy <laughs> um raise 300 million quid wow I mean I don't think we're going to make that much money I think we might get around 100 million pounds maybe this summer from player sales um to add to what we were going to spend but Rice and Caicedo are getting close to 200 million if you're going to sign them. Uh, I think we need to add a right back that's going to probably cost you around 20 to 25 million pounds, be that Bowie or Fresnader. Um, I think you're then looking to add a creative midfielder that could cost you around 40 to 50 million pounds. So then you're looking at you're over 250 already. And we potentially need to look at a left back. I'd sign Guerrero on a free personally because uh, it saves you money. And then I still think we need a forward. So they centre a forward at that. So that's more money. <laughs> it's, it starts to add up very quickly indeed, and I'm just not sure that I can see that happening. Um, let's go to Franklin goodwin says that Pepe and Fabio comparison was a bit weird, considering they don't even play in the same position. True, but I still think you could talk about player potential and their potential impact on teams, even though they don't play in the same area of the squad. Uh, Rajassan says, "Tom, what are your thoughts on the Turkish youngster of Arda Gula? He looks like a real talent is only 18. Club like him, you know, as far as I'm aware, the club do have an interest and have some for some time. But uh, uh, I don't know if they're going to move on that interest. We'll have to wait and see. But certainly is a talented player. And uh, the thing is, when you add a player like that, you're going, where is he going to get the minutes to develop at a very critical age? Is it worth sending him out on loan immediately to get minutes at that age straight away? It's really difficult. When you sign teenagers, they either have to be as good as like Jude Bellingham now to get into the team and play regularly Or then you're starting to think about, do I need to loan them out? Because it's such an important age bracket where they need to play regularly to get the minutes to develop in that critical period. If you sign someone of that age, are they going to get that time? And you can say that same about Fresnado, who's still only 19. Is he going to get enough minutes at right back if we sign him to develop, to get better? I think that he is based upon the number of games we're going to have. But still, there's always that question mark, isn't there, about how you develop, how you give enough time to players of that type of age in a period of time where they need to be playing. Um, Kirsch, uh, Dersh, sorry, says Cronkies Nuggets win the first NBA game all their teams are winning championships so Arsenal, their biggest team surely will have the support to be pushed further you would hope so I don't think anyone can kind of question KSE's motives around their sports franchises and wanting them to win because they are all doing that so let's hope that Arsenal can be The next one. Uh, Marcus says, realistically, who could we use as part of a swap with West Ham for Declan Rice? Genuinely saw somewhere that they wanted to buy. Yeah, I saw that as well. I don't think it's going to take much money off the price of Declan Rice, unfortunately. But, you know, if you're able to get some money in that deal, I think Balogun potentially is there as well. Strikers is something they need to look at because Skamaka's not. I don't know if you saw uh, Mikel Antonio's comments on uh, Jean Lucas Scamacca. I thought they were quite odd. Odd for a player that's still going to be at the club next season surprised he made such kind of critical comments if you like about David Moyes effectively saying that David Moyes can't get the best out of Scamacca or alternatively that Scamacca can't adapt to the way that David Moyes wants to play and I found that a bit strange I mean he's buzzing he's playing games he's getting in there over Scamacca don't get me wrong Scamacca as Michael Antonio says is a quality player and I saw plenty of him from last season when we were looking at him as a potential Arsenal target. He's a quality forward, but you need to be giving him chances. He can't be feeding off scraps. And that's why I wrote a piece yesterday basically talking about how maybe Arsenal should be looking at someone like jean Lucas Skamaka as someone that if they can get more out of him than than West Ham have, which is almost guaranteed with the chances that he would get here, it's not something that you should immediately rule out. And that's why I always say to people, don't just judge a player on their first season at another club because the situation may not have suited him. The manager might not have suited him. Lots of things might not have suited that player so don't just rule them out based upon one season go back and look at what they're capable of we talked a bit about this yesterday players that have not had a good last season but we know historically are still very good players mason mount was another one uh Modric, you know was another one as well don't always rule them out just because of a bad season uh you can always get more from somebody if they're in the right place at the right time with the right coach and Arsenal are very much a right place with the right coach for a lot of players that currently aren't at Arsenal. Skin says, Arsenal are too slow at doing business. It's June the 2nd. <laughs> it's June 2nd, people. Are we really going to do this? Is this another summer of this? <laughs> do you remember when I said to you guys, I was like, just honestly, in July we'll have our primary targets done. You know, striker will be done, the left back will be done and look what happened. We got Jesus in before our second friendly. We got Zinchenko in before we finished our US tour. Uh, You just can't please everyone, I suppose. We'd signed, I think Fabio Vieira by that point, obviously he had an injury issue, which is a a real big shame. Um, But yeah, I'm not having another summer of... Oh, we're too slow doing business. The season's not even finished. <laughs> the season's not even done. The window opens on June 15th, I think, or 16th. Um, come back to me in yeah, the end of July. If we've not yet signed a midfielder, come back to me then with Arsenal. We're too slow. <laughs> Freddie says Tom it's because people want content and something new every day so each day it seems like it's long and we're moving very slowly I get that and I've talked about that on the channel you know if you watch this show every day and I thank you for it and I encourage you to do so you have to do it with the pinch of salt that talking about transfers every day is going to make it seem like things are going a bit slower than they are because your perception and your understanding and your the context of watching and learning about transfers is, is so daily that it makes you think they're moving quite slowly. But actually, it's not slow. It's not slow at all. The window's not open. The season's not finished. I'm hopeful that we'll get the players in as quick as we can. I think Arsenal want to get players in as early as they can, and I'm hopeful that we will, in fact, try to do that. Love it. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Very much appreciate your time, as always. Before you go please please do drop a like on the video raise your standards regarding liking the video <laughs> uh, that would be very much appreciated uh, as I said I'm not going to Wolves today anymore because I am Tommy yeah I'm Tommy Asu basically I'm too injury prone um, but I'm going to spend some time today looking at trying to edit together all the footage from the Emirates so I can try and get that video out for you it's going to take a significant amount of time Video editing is very much new to me, Um, but uh, hopefully I can get you a video out uh, on the footage from the Emirates uh, by the end of the day is what I'm going to target, but no promises. But we'll see how it goes. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate everything and uh, everybody uh, for tuning in. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. once again, giving you all the latest information on Arsenal's transfer news from the previous 24 hours to make you feel like the window is going at a snail's pace. Enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend as well. See you soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute.